0: talk George Mason 2021. I'm just going to do a quick sound check on my end. I've got a new computer. Uh, so might hear some stuff in the background. Just want to make sure my audio is coming through. So do I hear my voice? I do hear my voice. All right. So tonight we're talking Mason 2021, kind of the lack of WGI, what's happening in WGI and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, let's just start going around the corner. Uh, Guy, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hey y'all. You can hear me fine, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, so I'm Guy. Um, so I was a veteran member of GMU that got to participate in the music video. I marched GMU in 2015 and uh, CWP 2016. Um, I also marched under Travis at Crown 2015. Uh, right now I, I work full-time at the Academy Center of the Arts and I also am the battery coordinator and arranger at Jefferson Forest High School, and also Liberty University Indoor Drumline. It's a pleasure to be on the
0: podcast. Pleasure to have you back. Uh, Sam.
2: What's up, everybody? Uh, Sam Fleming, otherwise known as Joseph Noah. I marched GMU dating back to 16, all the way up until now. I marched uh, Crown as well. And in the years at at GMU, I marched under Travis from 17 all the way to now. Um, Right now, currently I'm working with Powhatan High School i'm pretty much their battery instructor um that's pretty much it thanks for having me on here man
0: awesome and that covers the returning guests and now uh we've had the pleasure of since i i live in virginia we've had a lot of uh mason guys on and now i think this is travis who's the final piece of the main admin lately because we've had i think both founding both directors dan on and now we have travis and so travis why don't you introduce yourself because i've been waiting
3: for you as a guest for a while so i'm excited for this Cool, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm um, Travis Peterman. I'm currently the program director and battery arranger at the George Mason University Indoor Drumline. Line, uh, the caption supervisor and co battery arranger at Carolina Crown. Um, I worked at Cadets too, worked at Cadets Winter Percussion. Um, I was a snare drummer back in the day, had the pleasure of teaching these guys, and had the pleasure of working in the kind of the uh, mid Atlantic area for the past probably 10, 12 years. So, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Anytime. Uh, I think I looked at our backlog. I think this is actually our third or fourth. I can't remember. Mason episode. Which is funny because Sam's, Sam's been on all of them. Uh, and minus the one we did last. Because we've done 19... 1912 and now 2021. And we just did a video of 2020. So, like, I'm just... I'm obviously a big fan. So, this is kind of fun. Especially since one of the reasons we kind of do Mason so often is... It seems like mason has found its niche in a way of that i really appreciate as a fan of pushing the activity to uh different areas and i guess maybe we'll just kind of start with that question because i know we didn't plan on it but i know in the last few years mason like even with their 2012s with the dubstep show at least what we talked about they were like the group that actually did the dubstep well while other folks kind of like had it as like a part of it it was like an integral part to the writing and now like with uh with fringe and then uh the outlaw and then now this it seems like you guys have lately kind of gone to a more cutting edge side of the activity how is that transition in there is that something you guys do on purpose or is that just you guys just have the right people at the right time to go to the right places
3: yeah i mean it's like we were talking right before we went live you know about building a culture and you know having all the the foundation stuff there. I think the the past few years have been a great uh, merging starting in 2017 of kind of uh, what Dan and I and Andrew Montero had been doing at uh, C2 CWP. And then with, you know, what doc Nix and Chris Martin and Chris Gary and what all the, the Mason alumni, GMU indoor drumline people had been building there. And we just have kind of been figuring it out from there and, this is where it's led, you know, they've been super supportive. They've allowed us to kind of explore, um, you know, stuff we haven't done before. Like with this project, obviously, and even, uh, some of what we were getting into with like the 2020 show 2019, I think was a big leap for, um, just getting into those different areas. But I think it's totally been, um, a combination of those two kind of sides coming together and both developing together. (laughs) Awesome. That was my wife just hopping into (laughs) bed. Sorry about that. Um, I guess, Guy
0: and Sam, I'll go to you real quick. Uh, As, you know, Virginia guys and you guys have been drumming in the state for a while. And I know we talked last time we had a Ryan Jones on who marched with uh, Mason 11 and 12, as well as um, some other folks that were. um, uh, We had Lucas on as well, talking like kind of watching the group grow up. Like, how was it for you guys? Like, what made you want to go to Mason? In the first place, um, I know Gee, you kind of were marching with the older, uh, the older era of like the Chris Gary era, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, and I know Sam, you're kind of from the new wave. So like, I was guess I'll start with you, Yuki of like what you, what attracted you to Mason back in the early 2010s, and then Sam, what attracted you to it in the late 2010s, and then like what kind of event together of like, is it just is it still as consistent as it was when you marched ski? So I'll, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, so for me, you know, going to school with Ryan Jones and marching with him in college. It was, you know, kind of cool seeing him march uh, at George Mason. Um, you know, I, I didn't know if I would ever reach that level, but you know, I, I was practicing, and I thought it was really cool that he was doing it. Um, and then I noticed that they kind of had this uh, this little thing between George Mason and Spirit of Atlanta. A lot of the staff was the same, and I really like that. I like that idea of like that cohesiveness. So I just kind of decided that I want to hop hop on that and um you know it was it was a great time and you know I met a lot of cool people there and you know had a lot of fun and so you know after that kind of seeing you know them continue and then seeing the staff change it's just been really cool to see the group continue to grow and continue to push the boundaries
0: in the activity so that that's been awesome as a vet awesome and Sam so for the late 2010s you hopped in in 16 which mm-hmm. uh, travis you guys started in 17 right yep so this was the year before uh the peterman crew uh came in so like you kind of were there while the transition was happening because i'd say like mason's always been like putting out fantastic stuff and i like that's something i also really appreciate about the folks that marched there you guys aren't just being like oh we got here now like mason's just has always been a fantastic group for those that don't know which you guys should go watch some of their shows before uh the show gee march in 15 is like one of my favorites it's got some of the cool- it's got some of the coolest writing i've seen and their world class premiere show in 13 like if you guys have a chance to go watch 15 and 13 like that snare feature at the beginning of 13 is some of the craziest stuff i've seen in, in indoor yeah
3: so that's
0: uh cool. so same, when you hopped in in 16 what was some of the motivation for it and then like you know, how did you, like, why why did you stay off that group? Because um, the Maryland, Pennsylvania, like, Nova area has got a lot of groups that you can kind of go to, and I, I know people jump around a lot, and so for someone to stay off a group for as long as you have
2: is kind mm-hmm. of a rarity
0: in the area. So why have you stayed with Mason? <laughs> I mean, I first saw
2: Mason in 2010, because um, that's when I first started wow. doing drumline with Powhatan. So, you know, you you see those groups, you see Lucas and – um, and the way he carried the group and kind of the standard that was set. And then you kind of see uh, a little bit of a change in terms of like the personnel once you get to like 14 and 15 and 16. Um, so I, I had marched under Lucas and under Connor Powell. And even Chris Martin had come and consulted with my school a little bit. So, you know, I, I was familiar with the culture, familiar with kind of what it entailed. I wasn't planning on doing it at all, but one of the guys that I marched with, Daniel Brawley, um, I marched with him at Powhatan, he ended up doing GMU in 2015 and 2016. He was like, hey man, we have a spot for you. So seeing kind of where GMU was in terms of not making finals for the past few years, that was kind of like an inspiration for me. Like, okay, if I'm going to show up, I want to see what we can do with this. But obviously at the time, you know, like I've been saying in terms of personnel, it hasn't been the strongest in terms of you know what we can achieve. And even with like, the culture in terms of how hard we work, in terms of how much we push each other, in terms of how the staff pushes us. Um, so that was kind of a driving factor when, you know, when 16 was around. But by the end of the season, we had gotten some news like literally like two weeks after finals that Travis and, and the whole crew was coming over. And it was kind of like a jolt of energy just was like in the air. You feel me? And people were already like, oh, I'm not gonna come back, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cause it's this different culture merging with this this other culture. But in my mind, I was like, damn, like these guys are trend setting. These guys are, you know, they have the talent under them. I kind of want to stick around for a little bit longer to see, first of all, see what happens. And then, you know, thankfully I've been fortunate enough to stay along with the process and be involved with the process a little bit. So uh, it's just been, I mean, it's really a life-changing experience, certainly, having Travis and Dan and Sean and Andrew Montero come through and really spice things up.
0: So speaking of trend-setting, um, to go back to that god-awful year, which was last year, uh, Travis, correct me if I'm wrong, Mason was one of the first groups to call it quits for 2021, correct?
3: Um, yeah, at least publicly. Um, we we didn't really wait for anything. We just kind of knew that um, – we were gonna have even more restrictions with the university than anything that WGI could put out. So it almost didn't matter what WGI was gonna do because we weren't gonna be able to do it if it was in person. So okay. we we started to pivot right away and that gave us probably exactly the amount of time we needed to finish this. Yeah. So
0: Cause oddly I've actually bumped, cause I also know you guys, randomly. I, I was actually looking for jobs in Manassas city for a bit. And someone actually name dropped you at an interview. Cause I just went like, yeah, I, t- I work with drum on the one. Yeah, I've got the P- Peterman, those guys. I'm like, what am I like at a recruiting fair? <laughs> and so I can definitely see how oh, it's one of those, like you guys, I, I hadn't thought about that from the college standpoint, like you guys either practicing university or local high schools and kind of the same thing drum corps is facing this summer. There's not a local high school that's going to let a bunch of unvaccinated people just come like walking in there right now, you know, not many so like what was the plan that you guys had throughout the whole thing because i know because you guys called it and then like when you did when you did it something i really like respected something i really respect about mason is like when you say something you do it and it happens pretty quickly like you said hey something's coming and then like a week or two later you guys announced what you were doing but it was originally something with like the pet band And so I guess I kind of want to talk about uh, because the original project was something called a visual album now that what they ended up putting out with. But I want to kind of hear, like, what was the process during the summer? Because he's I guess he said starting in July to get to the product that you guys just released uh, in the last like two weeks.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, So, I mean, right away in July, the conversations that were happening was like, all right, whatever we're going to do, it has to, you know, be remote. Um, We'd love to find a way to get back into the community, which is still really high on our list at this point. You know, we did the uh, the staff consultation initiative, where we kind of offered clinics with those with with our whole team for free to really anyone. Um, And we also had the um, the virtual technique program, where we had uh, staff members create videos to kind of put into a YouTube playlist that um, that. Uh, really anyone could have access to it ended up being um, a good group of, you know, like high school age students who were just looking to improve their craft, which was awesome. Um, and the third facet some kind of performance ensemble, what it was, we didn't want to take a full year off of producing a product, having something. Um, and it was Lindell Palmer, actually the the director of the color guard who brought up blast and like a theater production and using the guard and the drum line and the, uh, the pet band and having this extravagant thing, which would be really sick. And I would still love to do that one day, but you know, we didn't get very far into talking about it before it's like, all right, we're not going to be able to put 40 people into a, a, you know, onto a stage right now. It's just not in the cards with where we were with the virus and everything. So it just kind of whittled and whittled and, you know, it just, eventually we kind of all went our separate ways with with the um, the products we were producing. And it ended up being, this is what we did for the drum line. So these, these two tracks were originally going to be um, part of that like 20 minute stage show. Okay, I got you. So mm-hmm.
0: I, I'll go to you, Sam. So this is something called a visual album. Uh, what is that? Cause that's not something I'm too familiar with. Um, so I guess do you want to add in like what it ended up being?
2: Yeah, I mean, Travis, you you said the definition of the other night. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't remember specifically what it's called. I
3: got you. Um, so a you visual album, because we looked this up. It's it's yeah. it can be anything more than one track with a music video. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Pretty
2: simple.
0: So, uh, we're about to hop in that in a minute. So I guess like, uh, why don't we, why don't you guys or whoever wants to set us up for what you're about to watch, what it's called, what the tracks are there. Um, so like, what are we about to kind of watch? Cause there's a, there's a lot going on. So I'll leave that up to you guys to set up the audience.
3: You got, okay, I'll go. I, uh, I'm just not, I'm not trying to dominate the conversation, but, um, yeah. So 2021 close to the sun. Um, again, it was just what we kind of pivoted to with, um, having these two ideas, uh, the first track, Helios, produced by Joseph Noah, Andrew Montero. A bunch of us worked on it, but those were definitely the the two main guys with that, um, the music and the lyrics. And we knew we wanted to use uh, Matt Penland as a quad soloist, who is a, a great member of our educational team. And you know, since we're not competing this year, that opened up a bunch of avenues with age. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the – I think we're going to talk about the other alumni later. But getting him involved and Dakota Groves, just another really – really extremely talented snare player that is kind of in our our circle that we'd like to get involved. It'd be easier, even though he's farther away um, since it's remote. So just open it up all kinds of doors with that. Um, and the second track is called Chroma, which is based on the grid by Tigran Hamasyan I'm pretty sure is how you say it um, arranged by Andrew Montero and the batteries done by myself and Paul Nolesnik um, that, involves a uh, pretty much a full um, like traditional indoor ensemble, snares, quads, bass, cymbals, uh, full front ensemble, electronics, etc. cetera. So that was kind of our way of having a full size ensemble for the year. Um, and we knew we probably didn't have the time or the means to do like a full show length in that way, um, which turned out to be right. You know, we had, I think like three rehearsals on it and then uh, it was um, yeah, that's close to the sun. Sorry. That was uh, not linear.
0: it's all good and if you want to hop over we're gonna start watching that now so yeah this is close to the sun i'm excited for this
3: yeah we contracted a guy that i went to high school with to create this 3d um, like CGI really is if we what it is. travel close to a star, it would look like a huge so ball is, of brilliantly uh, glowing dust. Monty pulled that from somewhere. I don't <laughs> even know who it is. It's like a 1950s instructional video. Nice. That
1: is except for one star.
0: those who don't know who's uh, playing right here
3: this is matt penlin okay this quality's crazy Uh, dude yeah i (laughs) have you ever heard quads sound like this i mean
0: no No. i've heard a couple quads i haven't heard one quad
3: that's uh dude
0: (laughs) Where do you film this? Those are awesome.
3: Yeah, we put some effort into getting them into different parts of, you know, urban environments, graffiti. Um, Sam, where were you? I, I don't even know. I was down near Carytown in Richmond. Okay. Yeah. It's like 30 Matt's degrees. That's in the D.C. area Crazy. somewhere. Oh, uh, got you. This is Michigan, I'm pretty sure, somewhere. Wow. I don't know where the other dancers are. Probably Virginia, but Kaya yeah. I know was in Michigan.
0: Also, good God, that snare turn!
3: Crazy. crazy.
0: Like, so was this section like written by the performers, or was there like actual notes they had?
3: Um, Dak put a draft down of this, and I went in and did stuff to it, but most of it is still what he wrote originally, just kind of rearranged with some stuff. Uh, Matt wrote his whole thing, pretty much. We did some lining up of the, you know, like, we took some liberties with the quad parts to match with the lyrics and vice versa, but I can't take any credit for that. Yeah, right.
2: Good.
0: yeah that's my favorite Lucky line shot, like that's yep. oh yeah the drums are great but like that <laughs> that's like one of my favorite lines in this song Appreciate that.
1: favorite line good old left hand shot release
0: yeah <laughs> i was trying to explain to my uh as i was telling them before the show i have a new drum line that like it's new to the whole culture of it they're like, why do you so many left hand shots? I'm like, I don't know. It's just a trend lately that everyone likes left
2: hand shots. Flex. you
3: my i pass This has gotta be LFGM. one day till opening day, let's go baseball. <laughs> Shout out to David Chung for putting these clips together.
0: Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember talking to the, uh, the guys in Virtual Drum Corps about like uh, how they edit these things because there's so many things together on top of it. It's like, and they said it like took them a couple out like a couple days to get it everything like produced just because of how many videos are in on one file. That's crazy.
3: It was probably weeks. There's no way they did all that in a couple of days.
0: Well, as in, like, once they said, pub like, f- f- publish, like, the computer took that much to, like... Oh, got it, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. All right. Sorry for not explaining I'm with that. You.
3: No, it's all good.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, so much data. I think it was like a 700 gig file.
0: Um, wow. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> My computer is 120 gigs, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Got the red light right here. That's what we're seeing on my screen.
2: Yes sir. I'm
0: also really appreciative of the propane tank for the aux guys. Because uh, I own a propane tank for aux stuff. And every student I have is like, are you going to blow up the school with this? I'm like, no, it's empty. You can hit it with a hammer. So I will be showing my students just to show I'm not crazy. Other people do this too. So I, as an ox guy, I really just need to hype that. Nice. (sighs) This part's so heavy.
2: Yeah, gee.
3: I love that we got that (laughs) in there.
2: sounds
3: so good. Yeah. Whew, dude. Jerry was so clutch, man. Played drum set and snare.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Ew. i hmm mean, He ended up writing a lot of the little drum set details.
2: Oh, really?
3: Okay,
2: Keith?
1: A little more singles.
2: Uh-huh.
0: guitar rocking it. Yeah. It's kind of hard to write tasteful guitar parts for Indoor.
3: Yeah, Monty is is great at that this is one of my favorite parts too same mm. it's just tasty man it's like a good change of pace To all the heavy stuff from before, it it takes you down. Yeah.
0: Like, and I think the interesting thing about this is, like, just crossed my mind. I know we're gonna talk about the writing, but there's some parts of this that are like, I don't know how they would transfer onto a floor, but for the medium that you guys are writing, this is perfect.
3: Yeah, if they were all standing next to each other, it would sound good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like there's some stuff that's like. I No, no. You guys could probably pull it off, but like, I feel like for what you guys did for YouTube videos, this is like, like, like the, this section right here is so good. This'll yeah,
3: this will be way is- cooler on the Vic Firth Learn the Music version, where the we can actually hear the battery. We have a, a battery-only cut of the audio, which is dope.
1: Oh, I'm excited for that.
0: So, yeah. This is my favorite section to play. This is the official announcement. We're going to see more of this.
3: Yeah, yep. we talked about it a little bit on an Instagram That's Live last week, but yeah, there's going to be another version or two. Love it. So that is
0: George Mason 2021. Sorry Crazy. to everyone at home if there's some lagging stuff. Uh, Xfinity sucks, and my apartment the last few times I've gone live has gone weird. The audio is coming through, so the video is going a little weird, so I do apologize for that. So if you're listening to this on spotify later you have no idea but if you're watching it live i am gonna be working on that in the next next few ones um yeah damn that's just really good stuff that's like yeah as a fan which i say a lot because i'm not teaching any indoors just thank you for putting out something so high quality um I'd ask what people's... Re- I'll I'll ask it, because I can kind of give my own reaction. My reaction was as soon as I saw it, I messaged you guys um, and said, like, come on my podcast. So, like, that's that was me just being like, I need to talk about this because <laughs> there's so much stuff there, but, like, um, I'll start with you, Travis. Like, what was... um, Since to know all the directors and staff kind of talked to each other, what was, like, the response you guys got from, I guess, for quote-unquote, say, the professionals in the activity? Was it something that, like, they like did it turn people's heads or was it just something that like you know like what was, like what was everyone's reaction like on the director level that you saw from it or if if there was any
3: no there was i mean that definitely goes on and it was it was very positive we heard from a lot of people um dan had had been kind of leaking it to you know a lot of his friends on that kind of level i'm not going to name drop on here but yeah nice. we it, the response was very positive for sure. And, you know, I'm sure there's some more negative opinions out there that they're not going to hit us up to tell us about, you know, you see the, uh, the Vic Firth main page comment section about the snare tuning and how it sounds yes. like a practice pad. And it's cool, man. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we go into this knowing that it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I think it's hard to say that that is bad in any way, or like, not good. Like, cool. You don't like it. I respect that, but yeah, no, it was positive. everything we heard you guys
0: put a rapper on an indoor floor i don't think you care people's opinions especially when they're like ah that's not too blah because like more power to you guys because that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in in that like which is why i like mason even as far back as the 2010s because you always are doing something slightly different than everybody else not saying everyone else is doing it bad i just i really enjoy it's kind of that um I really I used to listen to the Broken City podcast a lot, and like I know you guys, uh, Mike Jackson used to be with Mason, and one of the things that I really enjoy that he has is when he writes for Broken City, he says that he really tries to limit the, the costuming to be a uniform every year, and he tries to limit himself to, like, I'm never going to make a non-drum sound on the floor from my snare performance, because it's like, I want to limit myself to a snare, and I like that you guys are using the medium of indoor, and are using that medium to push stuff, rather than, like, other people and not knocking other groups because they do it fantastically or like trying to find like new ways to like make it different things. So to me, I, 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 always just appreciate it as like a fan. And as a, as like a designer, it, it always is interesting. When I look at the stuff that you've done, Travis, if other groups of like, all right, I'm looking a little bit too far. What if, where, what am I missing that simple that can just make this look better? And so like, that's why I like this. And I guess, uh, Sam McGee what was, what was like y'all's reaction that you heard from like down like this to more performers or staff level?
1: a lot of people were surprised i was in it when the announcement (laughs) happened they were like what geese marching you know are you in shape for that i'm like dude (laughs) i'm not getting on the floor i'm i'm i promise i'm not doing any more choreography but you know i had explained it to everybody and they they were super supportive and you know super excited to see the product once i kind of explained what was going on um and then you know once it came out you know i sent it to a couple people and you know they they were all like super appreciative and had a lot of positive things to say so you know it just felt really good and it was awesome being able to be a part of it and kind of drum some modern uh snare drum vocabulary and uh you know, also i just wanted to say you know sam just being so versatile you know hitting those different genres different styles of vocal you know performance i just thank thought you know it's very impressive
2: thank you man uh, appreciate
1: that shout out to you yeah, well, let's,
0: that, let's actually like talk about the vocals a little bit because i know um we've had this is actually the third show sam with you we talked about like the vocal process which is first off thank you for letting <laughs> us document you so much for that because i know a lot of people are <laughs> yeah. trying to use vocals more but mm-hmm. just to be honest as seeing the high school level more than the drum core level a lot of people aren't doing it very well they're just kind of like tossing it in there and i really enjoy that like because no, Travis we had him on like talking about like how Dan just kind of sent him something for fringe um which i thought was like an awesome pro- uh, pro- process and then like you mentioned like a virtual drum core you uh like it was kind of like you'd send stuff in like there was some back and forth um which, which worked also super well cuz that was an amazing product that you put out and well is there, well there so and then this one uh let's talk about like how the vocal stuff came out cuz gee's right this is from what we as an activity have seen you do, kind of, I, I was genuinely surprised how much you were singing, because like the bars, you, the bars you put out were were awesome. I I think some of the strongest I've seen with your marching stuff, mostly because you shout out the Mets, and I'm just like, let's <laughs> <appreciate> go. <that. laughs> um, and then, but like the singing stuff. So like, how was that with the writing process? And I guess if Travis wants to add in as well, but like. Was it something that you were sending them and Travis was tweaking the stuff like that? Or was it kind of Travis would send you some rhythms? Like how was it from a vocal standpoint or like, even like the story of the show?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, they would, they would send me, you know, some ideas they had like nothing that's actually tangible. They'd be like, like, for example, the first thing that Travis said to me, he was like, I want this to be a party track, like to feel like something you could play at a party or something that you can hear on the radio, something that's not so, I wouldn't say clean it, I guess, but like something that feels more like an adult could listen to and and somebody my age can vibe with. So that was kind of the first approach that I had to, you know, writing the lyrics for Helios. Um, And it was a lot different than GMU-19 because in 19, you know, Travis is like, okay, you have two and a half bars, you have to rap, you know what I'm saying? And it's like this really defined set of time that you have to put words into. Whereas with this one, he was like, just do whatever you want and make it good. um especially for the helios portion um and when we get to like the rapping portion you know we've been talking about it even since 19 and 18 uh you know how can we push the kind of technicality of rap how can we push uh the boundaries of that in terms of like you go listen to like tech nine that fragile song we've been talking about travis um with kendrick lamar the as fast as he's saying words and as meaningful as he's saying words it's, it's pretty difficult to pull off so you know, that was kind of an approach that Travis had come to me with. Um, and once I sent it to them, they you know, they give me a whole list of things of, you know, tweak this word, tweak this thing right here. Can you take this out? This doesn't fit with the quads that, you know, beat three of letter Q or whatever. You feel me? So that's kind of how the Helios process went. Wow. Um, but in, in terms of Chroma, I, th- I think Travis and Montero kind of teamed up a little bit, but they would just be like, okay, you have four bars right here think of something maybe that goes with this melody I don't really yes. know um and then for the ending portion they were like okay we we definitely want this to be powerful a really powerful ending so just bring it home um I like but that. it's definitely
0: go ahead uh, no go ahead go I was going to change the topic go, go ahead and finish your thought
2: no i was just going to say um it, it's definitely difficult you know just taking a few words from somebody's head and and trying to translate that to a whole entire creation you feel me yeah it's definitely hard sometimes
1: i mean it's cool to hear about it man y'all did awesome you know Thank it's, you. it's yeah. like funny having listened to it and then just hearing how it came about it's yeah,
0: cause, cool. yeah. Cause something i like because um, i know sam has been a part of a lot of our conversations uh and not to self-advertise our backlog but one of the things <laughs> that uh, we've been talking about is how like when we had like our black Lives matter episode or uh because sam was on our black lives matter 2 where we talked about kind of like the concept of appropriation and bringing other cultures into indoor uh which is why we had a monica's fringe for those that haven't watched it go watch mason 2019 it's more of a mixtape than a drumline show um which is funny because people at the time were like it doesn't feel like an indoor show and i'm like yes that's why it's good and why it's different mm-hmm. and they're like i don't know man this <laughs> which we even talked about a little bit. It's like, yeah, this white dude's just rapping. And then, like, Sam started telling his story. And then, like, he, like, a lot of people in the comments were just like, oh, damn. Well, that's awkward. And so, you know, <laughs> and something I really repeat about, I really enjoy about, yeah. And actually, like, uh, Gareth's commenting, which he commented as us, like, he would watch an hour long J. or masterclass on vocals and band. And I think that's kind of why i like mason so much with that because i've gotten into hip-hop more recently in my life just because i kind of just was more of a metal head when i was younger and i really enjoy talking to some of the guys on the internet like dom who's been on our podcast who has his own or some of the other rappers in the area i've uh, to talk touch with like how technical the word placement is and i like that you guys aren't using it as a gimmick like it's part of my french but you guys are really giving a big shit about like how you're doing it how the flow goes i it's obvious you guys are trying to change genre up which a lot of us like i'll 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 plead my ignorance of not knowing a ton of hip-hop sound can sound similar but it's very obvious you guys want to bring something different every year you're doing you're doing the hip-hop side and the rap like it's you know like you broke down the genres of fringe it's like it's it's r&b and this. like i didn't even know that I just thought it was all the same genre, but then like, it's something different. And even this one, like now that I can see you doing that, like there's different sections of the song. They're like hinting at other things. And so I, I just, I guess like Travis, where'd you get that concept of like going for that? Was it something that you just saw a void and that you just kind of wanted to go for it? Or was it just something that kind of happened naturally that Mason's just kind of been known as, which, and then I also just have to ask, and why'd you go from fringe to a, spaghetti western like if there's a way you can answer that because
3: there is there was a connection to it i a lot of people ask that they're like how'd you turn left and it's like well wasn't that much of a turn left and i think that would have been more clear if if things would have made it to dayton and Mm. you know you guys get it but um uh wow ask the original question one more time um oh the genre the genre okay yeah yeah, sorry i got you it's like
0: using not not appropriating hip-hop in the activity and like it's it 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 just it feels natural which is something very hard because like classical music works really well if indoor pop works really well if indoor hip-hop
3: i feel like it hasn't in the past it hasn't because like there's
0: a couple (laughs) because like you got blue knights 13 that had a parkour show uh the the, the dubstep stuff worked kind of well because it was just more the sound effect side but like Getting a vocalist on the floor, of even do little things, just like mixing the vocals, like I, like the I could actually hear Sam in recordings, which hasn't happened in the past. Like you know, like we hear it all the time in drum corps, where like not knocking those performances, it was just us hearing it. Like in Troopers, fifteen, they staged the person in a way that she was kind of out of breath, or at times <laughs> like in Crown Seventeen, you could hear like early season, the vocalist had a very strong voice, and so one show was just a super hot mix. And then the next show would be like super quiet, and so it seems like you guys just it's a nightmare. Yeah, and it's, it's totally. And it's but it seems like in nineteen, I never saw a show that Sam was like too quiet, too loud, and so it just seems like you guys are taking the, this hip hop culture thing and as a writing style just very well. And I know this is a long question because like this this fascinates me as a designer. So I just want to know like what inspired you guys to go down that direction, and like. Like I said, was it just one of those things you noticed no one was doing and you're like, let's go ahead and do this? Or was it just a, like, you kind of woke up one day and went, eh, let's try this?
3: Nah, kind of neither. I mean, the the first thing you said about it realizing no one else was doing it, that happened eventually, but that definitely wasn't, like, the driving force. Um, You know, I mean, Dan and I just are kind of – I wouldn't – he's more of a hip-hop head than I am. Like, I can't name people's albums and lyrics as well or whatever, but – you know, we both grew up listening to that stuff, and then I think when we met Sam and realized that, like, hey, there's this guy is a legit artist. We've le- we heard his music. We're like, okay, we have these things right here. We'd be dumb not to to take a swing at this, you know. And the BYOS sure. stuff was influential. Uh, them putting like Ooh. the cool snare trick stuff to uh, to actual hip hop songs like that was awesome. We wanted to try to replicate that. I hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yep. so that's that's definitely where it came from. Just kind of our um, natural. And I think honestly, if if I could be as bold as to say this, I think it came across a little more naturally because it was a little more natural. Like this is music we've listened to. It's it it wasn't something where we we're like, oh, that genre over there that we're not familiar with. No one's touching it. Let's try to do it, which I think probably happened in the past. Yeah, that's.
0: I completely, like, it sounds dumb, but like, and it's, it's also like, again, massive ignorance on my part, seeing like the BY, the BYOS guys, because like, the marching arts really finds your shtick and like makes things be gimmicks that are actual people's lives and actual people's styles, especially that, especially that like HBCU style, because like, Guy and I can confirm the conversation we heard at Liberty. When the BYOS stuff was coming out, folks were just like, I mean, it's cool, but like, there's nothing really to it. And then like, you actually like look back at like Ralph Nader's like performance history and like Harvey Harv. Like, some of the students, uh, like 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 Harvey has got going through like cold steel and like like the concert percussionist he has going through his stuff, are just crazy performers. And so it's just one of those. I guess I'll say thank you guys for putting a light on that because it's something that it you guys challenge the activity in a big way. And I think that manifests even coming this year. Cause I think, uh, what was the line you said about like 19 walks? So 21, 21 can run or something.
3: That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: like when we're talking that like Travis was making comments, like 19 kind of set the path for what we have here. So yes. I guess, um, you know, we're kind of going some spots. Like, where do you see? And like, Sam, I know you're kind of like using it as, um, you get a chance to actually use your art within marching, but like, how is the marching side of things influenced, your music outside of it? Like, has it been one of those things that you haven't really felt the change in your writing since you started writing for more marching groups? Or is it one of those, you're kind of more thinking like a snare drum or some of the rhythms as you're writing your bars and stuff like that?
2: Um, I wouldn't say it's changed as much since I've, you know, since like 19 in terms of my approach to it. Um, I think just being put in these pressure situations where you have a timeline where like, we need this done by this point that's helped me grow a bunch, but I mean, just coming from the activity especially learning under Travis and Dan, like the the approach for detail at the like the most minuscule level is like super important. And so gone from anything like the, the way you move in life, the way you move in society, all the way down to like the activities that you do, like every single detail matters. So that's kind of the approach that I put into my music where, you know, that's helped me separate from other local artists um in terms of like just dive in and be a maniac about what you're doing you feel me yeah so that's that's what's helped me for sure
0: so sam i'm gonna let you ask this next question because you set it up pretty well on monday uh you wanted to ask travis about the writing style from Mm -hmm. i'll just let you ask travis that question on monday
2: yeah i mean as a as a creator and someone who makes things um, you know you'll find inspiration in, in so many different facets like you could be sitting in the car you could be sitting at starbucks or you just wake up in the middle of the night and something's just appearing in your head um i was just curious as to you know travis your approach as, along with paul um how you kind of start writing for something that's not even there um and how you know what are the different things that have inspired you even up to the 2021 book
3: yeah, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. You know, I can't speak too much on, like, what inspires Paul. I think his background in the marching arts and the the concert percussion arena, I think, definitely shows up in, in how he writes. Um, and he's just a hyper-creative dude, you know. Um, he's been awesome. A lot of people don't know that me and him, like, started in the activity together. We marched United 09 and 10. Like, the first independent drum lines we marched in were together. Um, we've kind of been friends as we've been coming up the past, you know, decade or whatever, teaching always kind of, you know, sometimes competing, sometimes just being around each other. Um, and when he, you know, he kind of moved on, um, from United in 2019, me and Dan were like, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we hit him up? And it's, (laughs) it's been awesome, man. We're we're working with him, writing with him is great. We kind of go back and forth and, um, I think it's gonna prove to be a, a, good writing style it's it's a blast working with him but as far as like how I create personally um I've never really put it this way before but I kind of have always had like a really busy internal monologue like I'm kind of always hearing things or you know it sounds crazy but like I don't know I the way I hear music and even when there's not music like there's kind of music going on so A lot of it is that, um, you know, as I've I've gotten more experience with writing, you know, you kind of figure out the things that work and some things that don't work. Um, With the world class groups, I'm always trying to push a little bit. I want to do something like that's a little different, a little new, whether it's a sticking or like some kind of shape or a phrase or like some kind of thing that makes you go like, oh wait, I haven't heard that before. You know, that's why I like writing at that level so much. It's it's a blast doing that. But, you know, also you want to be musical um, and, you know, you got to think of, again, what's going to line up, what's going to sound good, what you can balance, um, you know, primary, secondary voices. So I would say for me, it's it's pretty equal parts like a a science and that I've studied really thoroughly and also an art that I just kind of throw out there for better or for worse at Mm -hmm. times, at least at the beginning.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask, too um because I know in the past like you'll you'll write some music and then you know the players will practice it and a week or two later you hear it for the first time in person how does that change kind of the the way you write or how does that honestly how did it work for the the 2021 program because we didn't have any opportunities to play this in front of you You feel me?
3: Yeah. 2021. I had, uh, Joe D and Alex and Paul and Matt, I had those guys like proofread it more, like way more in depth to the point where I got the feedback that, you know, good enough that of what we would do in a normal year, which is to see like, what's uncomfortable, how things shape and feel in the hands. Cause ultimately that's what it's about. Like this is, this medium is communicated through the player. And I think there are some some writers that kind of ignore that and they get stuck in what it could be when it's like, all right, well, the people we have right here, this is what it looks and sounds like, and it's not going to change that much from that. You know what I mean? So, so big and just in drumming, track. there's, big yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even thinking Thanks. of anyone specific. I just, I hear it sometimes. I'm like, there's no way anyone could do that. What mm-hmm. are we doing? Like, uh, I see that. I, I see what you said, like, <laughs>
0: not in any of the groups i've been associated with but more like in it's definitely in the ones that like they sell they um, people just like buy stock shows and they don't like change any books at all i I definitely see that side of like yeah which also does i guess makes sense why i like mason's shows so much because like it's what the performers yourself can do best Mm -hmm. so i didn't mean i didn't mean to interrupt that's just like you just made something click that's like why don't i like these shows and it's it's not highlighting what the performers can do
3: yeah. And that's why every, I feel like every book is an indoor book, at least is a little different. Like the feel, the style, the, the difficulty, everything is tailored exactly to who we have there. So they're all a little different.
1: Did you kind of, uh, you know, usually you have drills, so you kind of like want to just make sure the the music's not too hard. Did you kind of like not go through that filter or did you still kind of try to water it a little bit because of um, the fact that we had to align it remotely?
3: Well, we figured out pretty early that we would be able to edit in post production. So, obviously we're not just going to like create a computerized version. Like that's all you guys like we just, you know, yeah. aligned it a little bit and a couple filters, <laughs> you know, you want it to sound good, but um no, I mean we wanted to swing for the fences this year because we had a group of people that were all really strong. All of you are vets of, of either this ensemble or some other high-level ensemble. So, it's not like there were any you know players where we didn't know about projects you know plans for the future you know that there weren't any of of you guys in that line so it was like all right let's let's push it so that's no. where we want to be honestly i would love to be at that difficulty level and beyond with gmu for sure
0: i would love to see that too yeah, yeah. I'm, absolutely so <laughs> i just as you just heard Gee aged out in 15 uh and is an alumni of that and so like what was the decision to like use alumni because i know some groups uh like cap city is putting some stuff out for full line uh i believe mcm as well and so a lot of folks are kind of sticking to more the like audition process still but you guys kind of like opened it up which again a whole new side of things because then i got to see performers that i've watched go from mason for the last few years i'm like actually playing next to each other for the first time so like what was the decision process to have alumni involved and i guess i'll start with travis you that and then like after travis is done key what was it like getting a call saying hey you want to drum so travis like what was the decision to use alumni was that like an easy one or was it one that like you guys took a bit to get into
3: no i mean we've been chomping at the bit to to go down this road um i know a couple of you have heard me and dan talk about how we don't think there should be an age out rule in independent world um you know, so we, we love this. We love the fact that we could reach back not only for the alumni connections and just what good that does for the group and just having alumni interact with the new generation. I think that's so cool. I think that could be so beneficial in a normal WGI year, just have that role model there. Um, and it was cool. Just connect reconnecting with people, you know, getting some old cadets winter percussion guys, getting some old crown people, um, so it was, it was great. You know, we didn't want to make a whole ensemble of them because we do want to still be like, you know, GMU 21. We want to plan a little bit for when there is an age out rule again um, next year, hopefully. So um, yeah, no, it was great.
0: Yeah. Actually, Neil and Dini in this on the chat, I, if one of you guys want to add about this, Said apparently the George Mason youth staff proposed it like years ago, I think he's talking about like the no age out thing.
3: Yeah, it comes up like every two years and it has so far been shot down pretty aggressively each time. But, um, yeah, I proposed something in the off season that we talked about. We had, there was a, uh, advisory board meeting virtually during the off season that kind of put in motion, which I think is awesome. Honestly, that the, the WGI is kind of just setting the age over and making sure that no one totally loses a season for these past two years. Um, I think that's a great, you know, kind of short-term decision, and the long-term one is is tabled for now. But it's it's definitely going to keep coming up. I think yeah. there's, to me, it's hard it's hard to understand the argument against it at this point. Yeah. Not to get too deep into it, but yeah,
0: I got you. I when it was proposed to be twenty, I think Ian Grom proposed twenty-five a couple years ago. Not Ian Grom for oh, sure. My bad. I, I thought his name. <laughs> Whoever was. it was. Then, my <laughs> bad. I, I thought it was. I couldn't remember <laughs> who, who it was. was. He must. He must have proposed one of those roles because this was back in 2016 or 17, and I, I'm I was 25 at that year. It was like uh, I just finished a season with C2. I was like, yeah. dang. I, I remember I was actually like thinking I was either gonna like, I was still in college. So I was like, I'm either gonna do Liberty again. I was and I was actually thinking like I'm I was gonna drive up from Imper- into Imperial Dynasty or like Mason because like if I had the opportunity to drum again, my wife knows pretty darn well I'm where I'm gonna be. So I'm fine with the no age shot rule only because it saves my wallet because I know what I would be doing. <laughs> and especially as a special education teacher, I, I can't like, hey, guys, I got to take a week off of school. Oh, for the marching band? <laughs> no, so, some, something else. I'll be in Ohio. Bye. Came okay, <laughs> back to the UID. I, oh, trust me, man. I actually can't my okay. student there anymore. I go to University of Lynchburg now. So. Uh, yeah oh but nah but that's also again like liberty had their own COVID stuff where they had to like just close up stuff like that so yeah so gee what was it like when you got the call and if you don't mind me asking you what what was the call when uh you got asked to come drum again
1: well it was a text message but um it was pretty <laughs> at much first. It, it, yeah 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 at first <laughs> it, it was pretty much just that you know hey dude can you still drum but and yeah, you know, i had been drumming a lot because you know quarantine, uh, learning some other world class vocab just for fun, even even some quad music. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, and you know he kind of had me on board earlier. I think there was some other alumni involved, maybe they um you know they just couldn't follow through with the commitment. So I, I think it was just me and Jerry in the snare line as far as um, age outs, and you know I. I I was super honored. You know, I, I'm glad to be considered, and glad that I so happened to be moving my hands a lot at that time. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's I I genuinely miss miss watching you drum, man, because it's been fun watching you from like 11 start your process, and then like what you ended up being. So it's just nice to see your hands again.
1: Yeah, you were there because I remember the, my freshman year. I used to drum all the time. Yeah, all the time sitting in the band hall. You were there. If your feet marching like this oh yeah like that, that picture of the parade my feet were turned out
0: oh man yeah it's because like i i think i told Gee before it's like it's i like watching you drum because you're Gee's one of the reasons that like i went to go march drum corps because he went through c2 and i was like it was him bordy and charlie are just like they oh, yeah came, they came back like different and a conversation of you is why i went my second year because you just like for an hour in the ride back home in the snow you're just like why aren't you coming back next year i'm like well i got this is like but why not i'm like eh, it's like but why not i'm like all right fine and so yeah uh i'm
1: glad you did it man me too. even though i didn't i wasn't marching with you yeah. It was so cool to yeah. see you get out there get some different experience
0: yeah. from
1: drum set to mellophone correct
0: yeah well it's also i guess fun to kind of go back and like i really like the approach that you guys take the intentionality of because like even travis like this is going to be kind of surreal. You made a post in fall 2016 that was just like, educators, if you teach marching band and you're not marching, you're doing something wrong. It's like, take yeah. every advantage, do stuff like that. And I remember that. Yeah. Because it was it was one of those posts I saved and I commented on just so I have a reminder every year. Because like, I teach math now and I teach special education. So it's like, if I'm not taking advantage of this and I'm not actually practicing in the places, I'm not doing my job right because you know, I've seen so many programs percussion-wise that did great, and then they'll just hire a senior, and then it's just like, watch them kind of go down, because that senior just like, never went anywhere else, or you get some other stuff, because it, and again, it's looking at where, the, like, Liberty's marching band, Liberty Indoor, particularly, like, once we started getting staff from other places, just like, that culture just changed, and I always enjoy seeing the Mason guys just like pop up in other places. Cause being in central Virginia, I'll see some high schools that have either Mason guys from the Chris Gary era, Chris Martin era, or like your era pop up. And it's like, and those groups are always the one in the top three for their class. Cause it's just like, I've never seen a staff that has a Mason member on it do quote unquote poorly, or is not like neck and neck with somebody. And it's just, it's awesome what you guys do for the, well, just for the state of Virginia in general, and just because I know like my like you and I's part of the state doesn't have a lot of drumming and like the Nova area is quite cutthroat. I know that. I know Sam's area is as well, but it's just well,
2: Powhatan. I mean, there's not yeah. much around in terms yeah. of like people actually doing it in Central Virginia. Yeah. yeah. So, it's,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: how it feel. It's like you got some groups in Lynchburg and then there's not a lot surrounding. But even, you know, like back when I was first going to college and so on and so forth, there wasn't really a lot going on um you know before liberty university uh and north drumline started started uh kind of putting out members into the community to kind of spread that knowledge that was kind of cool to watch as well
2: yeah
0: so so yeah so i guess to start wrapping up on that i just want to say once again thank you guys so much for coming out uh we'll just toss around for final words uh Gee, is there anything you want to add any projects you're working on right now or anything
1: uh, no, I mean, you know, we're kind of finishing up our season with uh, Jefferson Forest. We actually have our last rehearsal um, tomorrow, Thursday. We're going to do our final recording, um, so that's cool. Those kids have been working really hard. Um, there's a lot of new members on the floor who, you know, didn't even get to have a band camp to kind of break themselves into the activity, and yet they're out there, you know, playing snare drum, bass drum. So that's been a challenge, but, you know, a lot of growth. And then Liberty, you know, we we usually have outside... Members uh, come and audition for the group and hopefully make it. Uh, this year, it's been strictly Liberty members, um, which has had its own challenges. But you know, that's you know, it. We, we've made it work, and you know, we've we've came a long way, and uh, we have two more weekends. Um, and so, I'm just you know trying to help us get to the the best that we can be. It's my first time uh, writing the full show and kind of coming up with it, and you know, me and Kara with, just kind of put that together. It's our first time kind of doing that. So super exciting.
0: Awesome. I didn't know that about that. Yeah. Sam, yeah. Uh, Sam, what are you working on right now?
2: Um, Well, I got a lot of music, a lot of music that I've been ever since the coronavirus kind of shut everything down. I've just been cranking on music. So 2021 is going to be a pretty good year for me in terms of content. So be on the lookout for that for sure. But currently I'm still in Powhatan working with the Powhatan drumline. Uh, we had, a full season we started back in january starting from the ground up so i'm glad we didn't have to take a year off next year is going to be a lot better because of it uh but we got about 3 weeks left so okay. trying to finish up our production
0: thank you guys by the way for keeping the high school stuff alive i um uh, i thankfully work for a stubborn band director as well it's like we're putting something out and it's for our area like he and i like know there's not a lot of groups doing stuff because um, not a lot of groups have the means to so just thank you for what you guys are doing for your kids it i see it even for mine that just like the seniors I, I we have our last football game on friday and the seniors that are like this is all i got like it just so just thank you for doing stuff for your kids it just i'll i'll, I'll stop rounding about that uh travis what are you guys working on right now and is there anything in the future like for choosing mason or wearing the crown you want to hype up
3: always choose mason baby choose it or lose it um we're taking a few <laughs> weeks off right now um just to kind of like let the the 2021 thing settle um but yeah we'll be gearing up 2022 hopefully um you know we're going to be prepared for both a more traditional WGI year again and also some kind of hybrid um and also maybe have something up our sleeve to to continue going down like the the remote virtual world um, but you know that could end up being a side thing we're hoping to kind of turn this into like some kind of side project thing where we're continuing to create content that maybe isn't you know bound by the rules we don't have to you know compete with it it's just kind of something we can put out and be artistic with but um yeah we are excited to to get ready for um wgi 2022 um excited to keep getting out in the community. I would say any you know band director percussion instructor that ends up hearing this watching this um, uh, I would say, you know we're always looking to you know we can exchange um, clinics with the staff, uh, open clinics with rehearsal, you know for rehearsal space. Um, so we're always looking to to get out there. that's probably our easiest way of doing it, but if there's anything you anyone can think of that they need from us, you know we're always here to to talk and we want to we want to do more of that than has been happening in the past few years
0: yeah and again another thing i really like about you guys it's all about the community that's something mason i highly regret not even auditioning for you guys because like it's just something that you guys really value is not just putting out members and great products it's putting out great members of the community and you really enforce that so i just want to say as an educator who like wasn't taking advantage of some stuff. Thank you at least for challenging me to go take, to go do some stuff like that. And then giving the Avenue for those new folks in there. Cause there's like not a lot of, you know, when people start working up drum lines, there's not really a college class of how to go teach marching band as a tech and not yet. And <laughs> you kind of just fall on your butt and you get fired at one place and you go find another one or like, like it's you either got staff members that just hop in and they're great or they're like me and they take a couple years to find their strides. And, you know, so thank you for putting out the resources for those new members that like really want to teach, but then making sure they don't suck at what they do. So, cause it's that very important thing. Um, Thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate all the guys have done this year. Um, It's been a strange year in WGI. We're going to try and have a couple more episodes. We're going to, we're going to try and keep back the focus on guard uh we as a drum corps podcast group of hosts with me cyrus and gareth uh we've just been super busy um we're currently talking about what we're going to be doing in the future uh wanting to get back in it because i love these times as i mentioned i'm a math teacher in sped so it's kind of great to walk away from math and if anyone knows what an iep is uh to not have to think about those for like an hour is like the greatest medicine ever um and I get to talk with awesome people like this, some that I've known for years like you Ye, and the new people like Travis and just, we just get to talk about what we love. And so we're going to make sure as a podcast, we're still able to put some stuff out um, and just putting some things out for people just to just kind of enjoy. Uh, yeah. So we're going to head on out here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I hope we have a box Perfect. drive weekend. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Thank you. Thank
2: you.